Come on, church, be sensitive. God, they want to do something right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, God is doing a work right now. Seek me, and you will find me. I know the hearts of all men. I was here since the foundations of this earth. I know you before you knew yourself. Keep searching for me. Keep reaching out. These are perilous times that we're living in. But ignite your faith and not your fear. Mm -hmm. I will be with you, I said, until the ends of this earth. And mm -hmm. my promises are true. Mm -hmm. Just trust and believe. Come on, somebody. Can we just seek him right now? Can we just seek him right now, Jesus? Draw me closer to you, Jesus. Closer than before. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We lift our eyes to you, Jesus. Lord God, let me keep our eyes fixed on you, Jesus. Don't let me stray away, Jesus, from, from your will, Jesus. Lord Jesus, keep me. Keep me, Jesus. Keep me in your will, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus, 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 Jesus. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. As we go into another time of worship and give them back into Jesus. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for we feel already in this place, Jesus. We ask you, Lord God, to continue to move in the rest of this service, Lord Jesus. Bless this offering, God. Multiply it and use it for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. tells us that, but we don't know the end effect of our worship, of our, of, of our adoration, our love, our praise to God. We don't know what God does with that and the lives that it affects, mm. the things that it accomplishes. Mm. Listen, we just, we just have to let that source begin to bubble up within us. Amen. We need to take the, 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 the things that hinder that, that river from flowing and we need to remove those and open up that, that channel from within us so that that, that praise flows more freely. Amen. That that worship comes forth from our lips with ease. That, that we can stand in the presence of God and not even have to contemplate it, not even have to put conscious thought into it, but to begin to praise the Lord, begin to tell God, Lord, I love you. God, it is a natural, uh, a natural feeling, a natural response from me that I love you, God. Why? Because you loved me when I was unlovable. I love you because of your greatness. I worship you because of who you are. Why don't we just take a moment? God, because you are faithful, God. Lord, and you 
promises in your word never fails, God. Oh, Lord, I can rest assured, God, in your word, God. And Lord, I know that that love will remain, God. I know, Lord, that you'll never leave me or forsake me, God. Lord, that you will be with me until the ends of this earth, God. Lord, that you will be with your people, God. I, I love you, God, because of your constancy, God. Lord, because of the consistency of who you are, God. Lord, that you are always righteous. Jesus, I praise you, Lord. Oh, 
Lord, you're worthy of us. God, you're worthy of our Jewish nation, my chosen people, but you who have my spirit within you, you are adopted in, you are my chosen people. I place within you something very special. When you have my spirit, you think like me. You are my chosen people. Much do I expect from you because I've given you so much. I've blessed you. You are in a country that you have been blessed in many ways, but the country is changing. Don't change, my people. Cling to me, for I will lead you in all the paths that you walk through. Things will change. Things are changing they continue to change. Don't change. Hold fast to what you know is true. Because yes. you are my chosen people. Yeah. And I love you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, oh, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
while you remain standing today, I want to I move into the Word of God. Uh, if you would, turn with me to Galatians, the third chapter. I know that I recently preached out of this passage, but there is one, one scripture that I want to bring to your attention, and that is the first scripture here, first verse in Galatians chapter 3. While you're turning there, it's uh, good to have everyone here today. We welcome everyone. What an amazing presence of the Spirit of God that we've already felt here today. And I know that God is going to continue. Amen. Galatians 3 and verse 1 says, O foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This passage, the, the writer is writing and saying, What's happened? What, who, who's bewitched you that you have turned away from, from what has been given to you as evidence of the scripture? That Jesus Christ has, has come and has fulfilled what has been prophesied. What the Old Testament prophets and the writers have set before you. And he has fulfilled those things. He has fulfilled that coming of the Messiah that you were looking for. He, he has fulfilled all of the requirements of the law. What's happened that you have been bewitched? Mm. I want to talk to us a few minutes today about obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Why don't you greet someone around you? You see in Galatians, the third chapter, the, the, the congregation of that church, if you will, had been, um, had, had started, started following after the works and doing the works of the law instead of living by faith in Jesus Christ. And so the writer here is, is addressing them and saying, listen, it is not by your works that you're saved. It's by faith in God. You know, in, in the Old Testament, God gave the law to his people. He, he gave that through, uh, through Moses and through the, the writers there. It was written down. And uh, it's interesting to me, the Jews teach today that there are 600 and 13 commandments given that must be obeyed to fulfill the law. Is there anyone here that can, you know, quote those 613 commandments? <laughs> Good, I'm not alone. You know, as, as Christians today, we have a hard time sometimes remembering the Ten Commandments. But can you imagine the, the weight that the, the, the Old Testament 
people must have lived under having to keep track and to make sure that, listen, I'm fulfilling all 613 of these commandments. That must have consumed their life for those that would try to try to fulfill all of those. You talk about having an overwhelming task. That's why the scripture tells us that in our flesh, we can't be, uh, that we can't fulfill the law. It's too weighty. We're, we're not perfect. We're, we're sinful people. We have our, our flesh that we contend with. We have these things that, that, that are our, our sinful nature that we have to deal with. And so in order for us to, uh, to even keep track and to know what these things are would be a, a, a constant endeavor. You know, and I, I can't even imagine how my, you know, what my day would look like just trying to, to read through all of these laws and then try to decide, well, you know, now how do I make sure today that I don't miss any of these? What can I do today to make sure that, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm right before God in all 613 of these areas? Can you imagine trying to keep track of that every day? much less trying to do the ordinary things that we have to do every day. Sometimes it's in the, in the course of going and doing the ordinary that the, the, uh, uh, the, the temptation or the, the tests or, or the, uh, the, the flesh rises up and we have to deal with things. You know, the Bible instructs us, it's just one thing, the Bible instructs us to be angry and sin not. And so we can be angry, but we don't but but we're supposed to, to stop before it enters into some sinful act. Sometimes just being out in public, we can get angry. Not gonna go there. But you live in Central Florida. You you drive these crowded streets. You go into the crowded uh, retail establishments. You, you're around people. And sometimes people can get under our skin, can, can get on that last nerve. And, and we have to be able to keep our flesh under control and say, nope, I'm not going to sin. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let that lead me into sin. I may get angry, but, but I'm going to stop it right there. Mm. But that takes conscious effort. Mm. And that's just one of those 613 things. That is an overwhelming task. But thankfully, there's a way beyond that. Because the Bible tells us that God robed himself in flesh and dwelt among us. He gave himself as the perfect, sinless sacrifice. And through that act, 
He fulfilled all of the law. Amen. And, and by fulfilling all of that law, what he accomplished was that he broke the bonds of the curse that man was under. Mm -hmm. If you don't have anything else to thank God for today, if nothing else comes to your mind today to thank God for, you ought to thank God that he came and sacrificed himself and broke yeah. that curse for you. Yeah. Oh, thank you, God. Lord, I thank you for what you Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. He paid the price for our sin and he purchased our redemption and there, thereby he justified us. Amen. He yeah. caused us to be called righteous. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Woo. God took a sinful man and he said, I'm going to pay a price. And no matter what that man, what that woman, what that young person has done, oh, through my blood, through, through what I have done on the cross, I'm going to call them righteous. Amen. No man can ever judge them and say, no, that's an unrighteous person. Oh, no, no, no. Jesus has declared us as righteous. So now we don't have to try to fulfill all of those 613 commands. And when we fail, because we're still flesh and blood. Amen. Right. We don't have to go and offer those sacrifices of bulls and lambs yes, and right. turtle doves. Yes. We don't have to go and, and go through the shedding of blood and, and this, this, this ordeal of taking this, this animal, finding a, a, a perfect animal and taking that to the, to the priest and saying, here, sacrifice this for me. We don't have to go through that anymore all that we have to do when we sin is we have to cry out to God and say, Lord, I blew it. I, I, I missed the mark, God. I, I failed. And I need forgiveness. Amen. Oh, oh. Yeah. I don't know about you, but to me, that's a no-brainer. What an easy exchange. I can ask someone to forgive me. I can repent and it's done instead of having to go through the whole sacrifice procedure. And, and let me just remind you that the sacrifice procedure that was in the Old Testament only lasted at the most for a year. That's right. Carried over. <laughs> it just pushed those sins forward for a year. That's all it did. It didn't get rid of. Amen. All but the blood. Yeah. Amen. All but the blood of Jesus. Oh, yeah. All but the blood of Jesus. Yeah. It not only pushed them ahead, it pushed them all the way away. Yeah. It took them completely off of the books. There is no account mm. of those sins anymore. Amen. Oh, when you've been washed in the blood. 
without the power in the blood? Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, there is a power that is in the blood of Jesus. Yes. Oh, that is greater than any power that man has ever known. The old songwriter used to sing that only that blood, only Jesus Christ could take a, a, a black heart Wash it with red blood and make it as white as snow. Amen. Amen. Oh, and I thank God that that's what He's done. Amen. And that's what He continues to do today. Hallelujah. Mm. So, with all of that in mind, Instead of us having to go through and, and keep all of these commands, what is our responsibility? What is it that we must do? We must be obedient to the truth. Yes. Mm. So what does that mean? Well, the scripture tells us in John chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So if Jesus is the way and the truth and the life, we are to, number one, walk in his way, follow the truth that we find in him, and live our life according to his plan. Sounds like a pretty simple process. See, the way is through his or is through his plan of salvation. He has established a plan. And he says, if you want to become a part of my bride, if you want to be saved from the, the bonds of sin, here's the way it happens. Follow the truth that we find in him. We see that Jesus instructed his disciples to go to Jerusalem and wait for the Comforter to come so that they could be endued with power from on high. You can read about that in Luke chapter 24. The scripture says that he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you, while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning them. All of those prophecies, all of the scriptures that have declared what has to take place, they must come to pass. Mm -hmm. Not one of those can be neglected. Mm -hmm. Scripture continues on and says, Then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins would be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. From, from the very, before he even went to the cross, before he even paid the price, he said, listen guys, here's what's going to happen. There's got to be repentance and remission of sins. Those things have to be preached and the only way that those things can be obtained is through my name. Yes. Mm. Amen. Right. Yes. Mm. 
We, th th there's a movement going, going around the world that, that it doesn't matter what name you attach to God, it's all the same God. No, I'm sorry to, to burst that bubble, but that is not true because the scripture says that there is only one name given among men whereby we must be saved. That's right. And that is the name of Jesus. You can't call on any other name and receive salvation. That's right. That's right. The scripture continues on and says, Ye are witnesses of these things, and behold, I send the promise of my Father unto you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem, until you be endued with power from on high. So Jesus gave his disciples these instructions. He said, this is what I want you to do. I'm going to send that promise to you. But I want you to go to Jerusalem and wait on it. Just wait there until I send it. So after his, after his crucifixion, after his resurrection, the, they, they went to the upper room in Jerusalem. Move forward to Acts, the second chapter, and you can read about them being in that upper room in Jer Jerusalem, and we can see how that, that that Jesus had instructed them to do was fulfilled. Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse uh, 1, says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They had all assembled together in one place for one purpose. They were there waiting on the promise of the Father. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They weren't there waiting on anything else. They weren't there waiting on financial blessing. They weren't there waiting on, on, on you know, some, some healing. They weren't there waiting on anything else. They were there saying, I want that promise yes. of God. I want that gift that he's going to send me. Mm. I, I want that power that he said we would be endued with. Yes. I, I want the spirit of God. I want yes. that comforter that he said would come to me. I want those things. And so I'm going to stay here. It doesn't matter how long I have to wait. I'm going to stay here. Amen. And it says, and suddenly, verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Yeah. They were filled with the Spirit of God. Yes. Listen, no longer was there that one little holy of holy place in the in the tabernacle, in the temple, where, where the where the uh, glory of God rested. But all of a sudden now the Spirit of God, the glory of God came and filled and dwelt in another temple. The temple of this body. Of your body. Oh, the Holy Ghost comes and dwells in that temple. The same power and glory of God that dwelled in the Holy of Holies now resides within you and me. Woo! 
There were others that were around that saw what was taking place and they said, wait a minute, what can we do to experience what you're experiencing? And so Peter began to preach to them that way. Remember Jesus said, I am the way. And Peter began to show them the way. Mm. The way that others should be uh, should be saved. Here's the crux of his message. Beginning in Acts chapter 2 verse 37. He had preached to them about Jesus who was crucified. And how that he was the Messiah. How that the one that they had, 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 had hung on the cross and killed. How that he was buried and he rose again on the third day. And that this is the way that he has ordained for salvation. And the scripture says, now when they heard of this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Listen, we've sinned. We killed the Messiah. We crucified him. We rejected him. What do we do? How do we get past this? Is there hope for us? Yes, yes. Oh, there's so many in our world today that are wondering, is there hope for me? Yes. I've sinned. I feel like I'm so far from the presence of God. There are people that would love to be in the presence of God and, and they, they, they hunger for it. They desire it. But they know their past. They know the things that they have done and they feel there is a, a separation that cannot be crossed. Mm. Oh, but today, let me tell you, there is a way. Those things. 
He said, listen, if you want to be my disciple, you need to show love like I love. And you need to be holy because I'm holy. Amen. If we focus our attention after we have followed that plan and we're in the way, then as we walk that way, we need to love others. Amen. We need to love God. And we need to love ourselves. Amen. We need to love ourselves enough that we would respect God and, and that we wouldn't allow our flesh to lead us into temptation. That we wouldn't allow our flesh to lead us off of the path and into wrong ways. Amen. We need to love ourselves and care about ourselves enough that we'll take care of our spiritual man. Amen. Our, our world seems to be wrapped up in taking care of this physical body. All between you know exercise and, and the diet and, and eating right and all the different things that man you look on the internet and there is a uh, somebody has an opinion about some new amazing thing that they found that if you combine these two ingredients and drink it three times a day you're going to live forever. Listen, we love this body. Yeah. But we need to love our spiritual man above everything else. Amen. 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 See, these are the things that we're instructed to do. These are the things that we need to be obedient in. We need to be obedient and obeying the plan of salvation. We need to be obedient in, in loving people, loving God, loving others, loving ourselves. We need to be obedient in that, and we need to be obedient in being holy. We should, we should be growing in holiness. We should become daily more and more like Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a journey that lasts a lifetime. It does. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't matter how long you walk the way, you still have room to grow. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mom, how long have you been in the church? Since 1953. It's a long time. I'm going to ask you a question. I already know the answer to. Are you perfect in holiness? <laughs> but you're not where you started out, are you? Not at all. Oh, thank God. Amen. Sixty, seventy years, it's not enough for me to become as holy as God is. Oh, but you know what? I'm going to grow every day. Amen. I'm going to keep pressing towards that part yes. of high glory of Christ. Amen. I'm going to keep on pushing and saying, God, when I mess up, I'm going to ask forgiveness Absolutely. and I'm going to keep growing. Amen. I'm going to do more. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. And you know what? God is so merciful to us he that he, he accepts us in our state that we are and he's declared us righteous remember he knows that we're gonna that we're gonna oh, fail yeah. and that we're gonna need to repent that we're gonna need his help mm. but he says you're righteous because you're, you're you're following my plan you're doing what i've instructed you're being obedient to my word amen 
Let the Spirit of the Lord speak. Yes. Yes. See, and as those are the things that we have been instructed to do, we don't have to try to do those things on our own. We're not out there by ourselves trying to accomplish these things. We have something that is greater than anything else that is helping us. And that is that Holy Ghost. Amen. The Spirit of God that yeah. resides within us. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. See, the Bible teaches us that the Holy Ghost that resides within us will do a few things for us. It will instruct us. Yeah. If you don't know what to do, if you don't know how to do things, you don't know how to act, how to talk, how to whatever, how to worship, whatever, the Holy Ghost will instruct you so that you can grow in those things. It will teach us. It will empower us to be able to do these things. It will help us and guide us along the way. Amen. So we see the way and we see the truth. And it's by being obedient to these things that we can live in that way. That's right. We can live the life that Jesus wants us to be, and we can be that light. He said that he is the light of the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's that light that's supposed to shine through us Amen. to others around. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be that light. To this dark world. Yeah. To those that can't find the way. We're supposed to be the light. That will help guide them. To the way. Amen. Our life that we live. Is a light that guides people. To God. Amen. Mm. Oh. Hallelujah. Mm. There's a parable. That. The, the Jewish leaders teach and, and it's called the king is in the field I want to share this parable with you today it goes something like this during the entire year the king is in his palace most of his subjects are in the capital city and they know that there is no possibility of them gaining an audience to see and to speak to the king. Even those who hope and apply for an audience, only a, a select few are actually allowed in to the king's presence. And there's no guarantee that the king would, request, uh, would answer their request even if they gained an audience. However, there is a time when the king is not in the palace. He left it to go out in the field. And when he is there, every one of his subjects, whether they live in the city, whether they live outside of the city, and the scripture goes on to even say, talk about how that even those that are in the desert places and out in the wilderness, they all can come and access the king.
They can go out and they can greet the king in the field. See, the king on his part <laughs> graciously receives everyone who comes to greet him and shows a happy and a radiant face towards them and he grants their request. After this has happened, they then follow and escort the king to the city as he enters his palace. But the moment the king enters the palace, palace once again, only a select few could meet him. However, oh, and this is the wonderful part of this, being that you were out in the field and demonstrated your loyal and total allegiance to him, you're now part of that select group that has access to the king. That's right. Mm -hmm. Amen. Oh, oh. See, today we have access to the king. The king is in the field today. Amen. The king is accessible to all today. Amen. It doesn't matter if you're in the city or if you're in the field. Or if you have wandered off through through sin or through rebellion out into the, the, the desert places or out into the wilderness where you think you have no hope of ever getting into the presence of the king, it doesn't matter where you are, today that access to the king is open. And the king is waiting. He's standing there. And if we will access him, if we will approach him, he will receive us with glad face, with happiness, with an open and a comforting arm. And he will re uh, he will respond and will answer our requests. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We need to seize the opportunity mm -hmm. to access the king while he's still in the field. Amen. <laughs> because there is coming a day All right. that the king will no longer remain in the field, but he will return to his throne, and only those that have received him mm. in the field are going to be able to have an audience with the king. Amen. Mm. Amen. Beautiful. That's why the scripture instructs us that today is the day of salvation. Yeah. 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 2 Corinthians chapter yeah. 6 and 2 says, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now yeah. is the accepted time. Amen. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Oh, today is the day of salvation. If you're here today and you've not come face to face with the king and have that request granted for salvation, for redemption, to be called righteous, today is the day. Amen. Oh, the king is waiting with open arms saying, come to me today and I'll 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand with me today. We have to access the king while we still can and let him grant salvation to us. Oh, because I don't know about you, but I don't ever want my access to the presence of the king to be cut off. Oh, those, those that are, are judged in the, the end of days on the judgment day, those that are not judged to be right with God, they're cast into a lake of fire. They're cast into a place of damnation, the scripture tells us. And they are forever cut off from the presence of the Lord. I don't ever want to be in a place that I can't feel that wonderful presence of God. All oh, the great love of God. All oh, that he, he wraps his arm around us. And, and it doesn't matter if I fail. It doesn't matter if, I, if I've sinned. I can go to him and he loves me enough that he'll say, listen, I'll forgive that sin. You're mine. You're my creation and I love you and I want to make a way for you. Oh, you see, our sacrifice is not enough. We can't do enough works to earn salvation. We can't do our own thing and, and make it to heaven. We have to follow his plan. We have to be obedient to his way. And we have to live our lives in a manner that's obedient with him, loving people, loving him, loving ourselves, and living a holy life so that we can be pleasing to the king. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're here today and you